1: To the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let it
2: rain! Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain?
3: Make it rain!
2: Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, guys, here we go. Welcome to August. That is right, August first, two thousand and nineteen. On this Thursday, we look to make it rain, and we will do just that. As Dane Martinez, Joe Ranieri, want to welcome you guys in very much, and thank you for making us a part of your morning. It is the first of many days over the next couple of months where we will have not only baseball to talk about and to break down, but we will have football now as we've got our first preseason game tonight, Hall of Fame game between... I don't know, a whole bunch of quarterbacks we've probably never heard of. Uh, but listen, the bottom line is there is football tonight, the NFL Hall of Fame game, Falcons, Denver. And, of course, uh, if you guys missed it a couple of days ago, Dane and I had talked about some of the uh, do's and don'ts when it comes to preseason football and investing in it. Don't run away from it because you think it's, ah, uh, you got to be a degenerate. Uh, the truth is there is a lot of value that can be found in these games. And we'll talk about some of those uh, some of those things and some of the places to look for that value, especially tonight. We'll break down that game for you. And of course, the news yesterday, four o'clock, all sitting around waiting for the phone to go off, trying to figure out. All right. If you're a fan of the Yankees, you're going, all right, what's it going to be? Bumgartner, we're hearing there's rumors popping up all over the place. If you're a Dodger fan, you're going, all right, there's a bunch of. Back end closers that we can use here. Probably going to go ahead and pull the trigger on something. Then, of course, the Red Sox fans are all going, we need any sort of relief help whatsoever. There's a whole bunch of pitchers, a lot of names. Red Sox, you're in it, defending World Series champs, and all three of those teams and fan bases, they're all going, all right, it's coming, 4 o'clock. Well, 3 o'clock comes, nothing, 3.15 comes, day nothing. Fans are all hopping on the uh, on social media going, um, okay, any day. And then it hits, right? It hits. Yankee fans read the words, Zach Granke traded. And given the fact that he just started against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium, everybody's like, well, he's just going to walk across the field and go to the Yankee clubhouse. Only, no, he wasn't traded to the Yankees. He was traded to the Houston Astros and three fan bases, three of the biggest fan bases, Dodgers, Red Sox, Yankees. Nothing, Dane, nada. So I think it goes without saying Houston got better. But, you know, we talked about what in the hell was the asking price when teams like the Dodgers, Red Sox and Yankees called up for some of these players that ended up in other places. Were they just trying – were teams trying to fleece these teams? You think ultimately that's what it was all about?
4: Good morning, Joe. <laughs> Good. Good morning. let us cockadoodle do it. Uh, here on Make It Rain with the Degenerates. Uh, I think so. I, I, You know, to answer directly your question, uh, yeah, I think so. I think they knew what the uh, – Where that the Yankees had no leverage, Mm
5: -hmm. uh,
4: that some of these other teams needed to do some things. And so they set the price real high, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and it didn't happen. I I go back to the Stroman deal. You know, if the Mets number six and number seven arms in their farm system was enough, was the asking price, you know, satisfied the asking price, then how— you know, then then how could the Yankees not get Strowman? Uh, how could other teams not? I understand the Bauer one, because that cost Yasiel Puig and Franmil Reyes, right? I, I get that. Maybe that was too rich for some teams' blood, like the Yankees, but I don't understand the Strowman price. Um, and to be quite honest, Joe, you said we're talking about baseball, and uh, football, you know, I'm, I'm going to be focused on football. I do believe that now with the Houston Astros, their ability to run out, you know, Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole and Zach Grinke, three of the five leaders in MLB in whip uh, walks and hits per innings pitch, three of the five pitchers that have a sub one whip. Um, it's going to be very hard I do think Houston widened the gap Significantly And uh, I look at the MLB World Series odds And the Yankees have fallen To 5-1 to one. They were at around two, plus 250 Plus 270 uh, Similar to Houston and the Dodgers Now it's Houston at plus 250 The Dodgers at plus 290 And the Yankees down To hmm. plus 500 And I think uh, Vegas has responded appropriately
2: I yeah, I absolutely do. I made the uh, reference earlier day and I said, you know, the, the Houston Astros just became the Golden State Warriors of Major League Baseball. They have put together a and, you know, I people discounting what Wade Miley has made to this team and how well he has been pitching all year. But, you know, you've now got a team that has two what Cy Young Award winners on it, uh, possibly a third. You know, you got Verlander, you got Granky. Yeah. Granke, even though he's 35 years old, guys, this is. Uh, it is ridiculous. And not that those three guys at the top are the three most profitable money line pitchers over the last couple of years, mm. Dane, in baseball. I mean, the wow. so the days of being able like yesterday to be able to bet on Granky at plus 125, those those days are gone. Like those being able to right. profit in any way on those guys is long gone. But we're gonna figure it out, right? Because a lot of these other teams. They're banking on hitters beating good, good hitters, beating good pitching. That's ultimately what it is. Right. And you know what? For a couple of games, it might, you know, you, you have to look at Verlander and go, and go like, what are these guys? Are they You know, these guys have been lit up before in the past? And if there's ever a year to do it, maybe with the juice ball, maybe the hitters can get the best. But it is pitching going to outdo hitting in a four game series. Always or what percentage do you give hitters the chance of actually walking away with the best four out of seven in a game against a staff like this?
4: I give hitters less than a fifty percent chance, Joe. Um, I think still ultimately good hitching beats good hitting. We saw it mm. in the All-Star game last month, Joe. You know, and here's the other thing that makes it even scarier for me, to bring it full circle. Like Trevor Bauer, who got traded, you know, last year he came out and said that the Houston Astros may be doing something. Like all their pitchers have a dramatic jump. Up in performance when they get to Houston, right? Maybe they're they're like, they're teaching spin rates down there or something different, you know? Right. Now imagine when Grinky gets the Houston Astros bump for whatever sorcery is going on in that locker room and Grinky gets better. (laughs) You know, he gets better from the like 0.98 wick. Like I expect him to improve with the coaching in the Astros right now. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, they 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 widen the gap and it's there is one team
2: nobody's talking about, but can actually match these guys up rotation wise. We'll talk about who that is coming up here as we make it rain, people.
1: That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call one 800 carmats WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America.
2: Major League Baseball, the deadline, it comes, it goes. There are a couple of teams, guys, that have absolutely, they are better today than they were 48 hours ago. And there are some franchises, certainly the fans, that are just, uh, they are up in arms right now going, what the hell? And, of course, it all... Uh, just gets exasperated by the time uh, you learn that the Astros picked up Zach Greinke of all the damn pitchers available on the market. Zach Greinke ends up going to an already stacked Houston Astros frontline pitching staff. Now they got four frontline starters, all of which who could be number ones on any team they're going to face in the playoffs this year. Uh, A lot of people shaking their heads. A lot of people going, well, it's, you know, do we throw the towel in? And listen, it's going to be that much harder in the American League to be able to get past in a four out of seven series with those pitchers. However, Dane and I were just talking here. There is one team left in the American League that, not saying they're going to beat them, but certainly can at least match them. With some high end pitching to go along with some timely hitting. And it also happens to be exactly the matchup that we've been watching this week. Uh, and that being the Cleveland Indians, who uh who Dane, listen, they got rid of Bauer, got right. it, we understand it. You know, they ended up uh getting exactly what they needed for Bauer, which is some offense. Uh and, and they got right. themselves uh one of the best for Emil Reyes, along with Yasiel Puig, they've now added power into that lineup. People don't realize how good the Indians have been over the last 30, 45 days. Guys, they're their best right. team in baseball. They were looking at a double-digit deficit to the Minnesota Twins before the All-Star break, and they are just dominating right now. They are going to get now. back. They got Salazar going tonight, guys. We get to see Danny Salazar. Um, they've got Kluber is on his way back. When you look at the starting pitching for the Cleveland Indians and the makeup of the team, from now the lineup to the defense to experience, they had, at the very least, I've got more confidence in the Cleveland Indians being able to roll out frontline starters against that ridiculousness that the Astros have. Um, I think that's probably the two favorites to battle for an American lead pennant, Dane.
4: That's interesting that you go so far as to say Cleveland is now your second choice in mm. the American League, Joe. Um, because if if I go over to the books, right, FanDuel, our, our, our good old partner here, the FanDuel Sportsbook, A.L. Pennant, the Astros are the first choice, clearly, and the favorite. They are now at plus 130, Joe, mm-hmm. your second choice at plus plus. 195 are the New York Yankees Minnesota is the third choice at plus 950 and Joe if you you know if you want to ride and say that the Cleveland Indians are you know the ones with the pitchers punchers chance then mm-hmm. you need to put some action on them Joe because they are right now still 10 to one to win the al you're right they've closed the gap on the Minnesota Twins they are only three games back I believe the twins are fugazi anyway because they yep. are built on home runs and power and you know, what we're talking about about here is, right, you know, like uh, Verlander, Cole, Grinky. you're talking to me about what could be in a month and a half Kluber, Clevenger, Bieber, right I'm talking about my hope of Severino, Paxton, Tanaka and and the twins are going to answer with what exactly? I'll give you Berrios mm-hmm. but then what? Odorizzi? uh, Pineda Gibson, Mm -hmm. I rest my case. Right. Uh, but the Indians are 10 to one Joe. So if you think they got the puncher's chance, then I think, uh, that's value for you to put some shekels in. Right. And honestly, Joe, you got to think about it. You know, the, the, the ALDS correct me if I'm wrong, but that's a five game series, right? That's Um, five and then seven. Yeah. Right. So we're really talking about, in my opinion, we're really talking about the top three of the rotation. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between the regular season and the playoffs, right? Your fifth starter ain't going. You know what I mean? Because there's the travel days. You know, the pitchers go one four, 7 sometimes when they're true studs, right? So I look to line up the top three, right? And it sounds like you believe that Kluber, who would be returning, mm-hmm. Clevenger, and mm-hmm. Bieber— would be the mm-hmm. three, right? Is that correct yep, for Cleveland?
2: That's correct. And when yep. we're lining and-
4: that up against Verlander, Cole, and Grinky. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Joe. I don't think it stacks up. I think it's nice, right? But I don't think it stacks up, you know, when well, I look at the Yankees and if we're gonna hope,
2: We're not saying Go they're gonna win, but with what's left and what's going to the playoffs, okay? They are the only pitching staff that I would give a punchers chance to, to be able to compete. Uh, in a series, in any series, I'd give me those three over who
4: Severino, maybe. Yeah, uh, say. Let's uh, say Kluber and Severino because Kluber and Severino are both uh, uh, top three Cy, Cy Young caliber sure. guys who mm-hmm. are hurt and returning. Right. So this question's yep. about those two. OK, I'm going to call them a wash. Sure. You're telling me you think Clevenger and Bieber are miles ahead of Tanaka and Paxton?
2: Absolutely
4: absolutely okay. well in in current form
2: right now yes absolutely they are in better form they have it rolling right now and to me I think the odd is what is clever what is what is Salazar going to bring to the table here tonight because I do think he is going to be a, a you know what I mean I think he's going to be a wild card he's got a month and a half to be able to get you know get wipe the cobwebs out kind of shake a, the he's head you're an Joe yeah it's, <laughs> no but not from the, listen don't throw him out as a frontline starter but when you have him as an option now to be able to yeah it's that's a teams would die to have a guy like Danny Salazar available you know the yankees think they have that in Chad
4: Green I, uh, yeah. Who you taking? You know, in the playoffs though, in the playoffs, like that means guys like Cece coming in, you know, in yes. that spot, in a tough spot Absolutely. for two innings against the lefty and stuff like that, yep. you know. J. A. Yep. App being the opener or whatever for a game four. So I understand yep. that. And Salazar, listen. He at one time he was young power arm kid and I I'm not fronting Joe like I picked up Danny Salazar on some fantasy teams okay yeah. I, I I believe in this I I'm not starting him tonight against the Astros in his first game back after a year and a half <laughs> okay so that's not crazy but yeah I think there's potential there you know but I I I don't know that you know Clevenger and Bieber are are miles ahead of Tanaka and Paxton I really I like Tanaka has blown up in the last. Two weeks, you know, sure. but sure. It, but I I will say this Verlander Cole and Grinky seem miles ahead of both of those to me. Yes, you know, I, I agree. And I yep. do think that Odorizzi and and Paneda yep. don't match up. So in, I, I hear that yeah. but I yeah. wonder. About the Yankees. I really do because, you know, all this also recency bias is in play here also, Joe. You know, the Yankees are going through a really tough stretch right now, but it's not like, you know, we haven't seen lights out outings or great stuff, you know, from Tanaka and Paxton. It's possible. The question is, will it happen? And I'm just disappointed because, as I've said before, I wanted the Yankees to get a pitcher that was above the Paxton line for this exact reason. So when we were yeah. going 3v3 here in this exact conversation, my Yankee three sounded a little bit better. That's exactly yeah. what the point was.
2: And that was the whole point. And you're right. And and I think it, it fans are looking at this right now and going, it's not as if the big names weren't available. Like Bumgarner didn't land with anybody else. So no harm, no foul. Bumgarner, Yankee fans thought Bumgarner would be a, a fantastic addition, but he didn't go anywhere. And we'll talk about the Giants here in a second. But the yeah, Yankees, Strowman, you had Strowman, you had Granke, right? You had, uh, you know, you, you've you now all of a sudden got a situation where um, why in the world were the Yankees not? Why are the Astros the only ones that are willing to give up prospects or are all in to be able to make something happen? The Yankees could have given the Diamondbacks essentially what? The, you know, what what asked the Astros game yesterday, they could have just said, Granky, come over here, come across the field, and come into this bullpen. But it, it, for whatever reason, and maybe these guys that he's so protective of, Cashman, maybe Garcia, September call-up, maybe that's what they, the ace in the hole is. I I don't know, but you had the opportunity to go out and get that guy we all know the Yankees need, but they opted not to give up assets in order to do it. so. Is the, you know, are the uh, assets
4: what, what the play is going to be here? I don't know. I don't know. And I agree with you. Like, the Bauer price, too high for me. The Strowman price, I don't really understand why. And I got another, like, I got Yankee fan friends. I want to bounce <laughs> it off of you. One of the things they were saying in the text chain yesterday to see if, uh, let's get in the mind of Brian Cashman a bit.
2: All right. We'll talk about the, the Yankees. We'll talk about the Giants, who are obviously all in now and don't sleep on another National League East team. Got a whole hell of a lot better yesterday. We'll talk about that coming up here. Let's make it rain, people.
0: Com. that's maybesailors.com Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. I, I, I'm going to say this. When I come back here on the show Thursday, of all the things I'm going to predict, so Sean, saved this one so I sound really stupid on the air on Thursday, I'm going to predict the Brewers with a new starting pitcher. A different starting pitcher than they have right now. I, I have to predict that. I, I cannot believe they're going into August and September with this staff. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern, on the TSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers.
2: Guys, welcome back in here on this uh, August the 1st as we try and uh, of course make uh, sense of the trade deadline and where do major league baseball teams uh, go from here, winners and losers? We'll dive into uh we'll dive into some of those uh, winners and losers here, but first we want to tell you that it's time to get in the game if you want. I mean, you know, there's only baseball football starting now. You got a few things happening, so if you do want to get in the game, maybe the DraftKings Sportsbook is uh, is the place to go. And listeners of this show right now, you guys can get a free bet of up to $500. Here's how it works. You simply create an account at DraftKings and uh, boom, you make a deposit. And then boom, you place your first bet and DraftKings matches that up to $500. I mean, it is that simple. Just head over to SportsGrid.com forward slash DK to play. That's SportsGrid.com forward slash DK. You will need to act quickly, however, because offers like this will not be around. Forever, But SportsGrid.com forward slash DK. Get there and play today. And if you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Make sure you see the website for details. He is Dane Martinez. I am Joe Ranieri. Want to welcome you guys in here to, uh, to make it rain on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And it was 8-6 favorites to underdogs yesterday in Major League Baseball. Uh, road teams dominated again. They were 10-4 and four last night, Dane. Uh, road teams were, they won 11 games, uh, the road teams, uh, the day before. So definitely some profitable avenues to go in Major League Baseball over the last couple of days. And now the entire landscape kind of changes, especially at the top of both divisions, American right. League, National League. And we'll, we were talking about the Yankees and that there was obviously there was definitely some padding going on when Cashman picked up the phone. The price for the Yankees was not the price that it was for everybody else. That was that was very apparent early on. I could say the same thing for the Dodgers. I could say the same thing for the Red Sox, that it wasn't like Theo and company in Boston weren't picking weren't up the trying. phone. It, but the, the cost from these teams, like you said, it's all about leverage. Uh, these teams had it. And they didn't want to part with the asset. So, okay, fine. You, you make your bed, you're going to sleep in it. Uh, but the Yankees, uh, we knew from day one what their big Achilles heel was going to be. And they've done an amazing job weathering the storm of all the injuries. But it was always going to come down to pitching with them. And it's still a little shocking, Dane, that when it was all said and done, the Yankees opted not to part with a couple of the assets in, in the minor leagues instead embrace them. And possibly that's what we're looking at for a September call up. Maybe that's the ace in the hole and maybe Severino, maybe all this means Severino is in a hell of a lot better shape than maybe we think he is. Maybe, (laughs)
4: maybe that's (laughs) the case. I'm trying. Let me, let me, let me brother. I'm trying. I know. I know. I know. And, 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 I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Joe. But let me give you – and I hate to do it this way. Let me give you a glass half-empty take, right? Okay. And, 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 And see if this makes sense to you, Joe. You know, like when we've been talking about the San Francisco Giants and other teams, right? When they look themselves in the mirror, should they see themselves as contenders and decide to buy, right? That's been my kind of thesis, my narrative the whole time, right? And I've been saying that the Giants, even though they have their winning streak and all, if they're not actually serious contenders, they shouldn't go for it, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, We buy that, right, Joe? As like the concept? Absolutely. Okay. So I had a good friend of mine who's a big time Yankee fan that I respect saying that what if, Joe, what if Brian Cashman's calculus was actually. Luke Voigt is hurt, may not come back. is be compromised. Giancarlo okay. Stanton is compromised. I know Severino actually is not gonna be coming back in good. What if mm-hmm. he knows that Dylan Batantis is not really coming back? Gary Sanchez is on. Is the groin is a problem? What if, what if Cashman put all these together in a pot, saw Houston, and was like, you know what? We aren't gonna be able to beat them this year. Right, we're not. So maybe we don't sell assets and go for it. The same way I'm telling Giants that their front office shouldn't go for it. I believe the Yankees were contenders. I believe they were close enough to go for it. I believe they're the second best team in the American League. What if Brian Cashman, when he looked himself in the mirror with the Yankees, was like, you know what? Nah, we're too far away. Let's not Mm. fire the gun yet this year. I don't know, Joe. Do you buy that? Like that it's a self-defeatist, right? It's him thinking that we're not good enough. Whereas I'm on the other side, I'm worried that GMs are thinking about themselves with beer colored goggles, right? And and romanticizing. Maybe Brian Cashman was self-deprecating on the view of his team and was like, you know what? Now's not the time to cash in and shove to the Mm -hmm. middle of the table. It's I I don't know. I'm trying to come up with a reason why he didn't fire the gun. You know, Joe? And Mm -hmm. and that that I don't know. Is that a valid? Reason Maybe Cashman's calculus was like, oh, we're too far behind right now. And no Severino, Stanton, these guys, they ain't coming through that door in the way that we pr- predict.
2: I uh, I love that. I think that's a great point by you that and I think you'd be absolutely foolish to think that that's not at least in the mind of Brian Cashman. And he has to weigh those options as a general manager, even though it's the Yankees, You have to be able to give yourself a right. (laughs) You've got two things at work here. Number one, you have to put your best foot forward from a, uh, you know, from a, the fans have to look at this and go, all right, we're in it to win it. Right. You can't give the fans the idea that you're throwing the talent. So from an appearance standpoint, you got to give the perception that you are in it. But at the same time, you can't just ignore the fact and and realize with all the numbers and, and data in today's game, The idea to think that if you can't feel that you don't match up and that you're not going to be able to take down as currently constructed with uh, against a team like the Astros, then what the hell are you doing? Then why would you give up? Why would you try to fight, especially as the Yankees? The choice is
4: still the same, right? You either can get
2: it and win it and it makes sense to win the championship or not. Well, especially the Yankees, because Yankees, it's World Series or not. So it's not a right. matter of making – it's not like the Giants who are in a situation World where – victory
4: for Bruce Bochy and stuff, right?
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a – they've got other factors going on. For the Giants, listen, it is a victory if you make it to the playoffs, given where you are. It's a victory for – because you're going to sell more season tickets over the next five years from that fan base than you right. ever would have if you mailed it in. So – that's a big. The Yankees. It's not about that. The Yankees have to look at: can I win the World Series? Not can I make it there? Can I win it? And if you don't feel you can, I think it's a good point by you. If you're Cashman, you've got to keep that in the back of your mind. But and I find I it, it maybe he doesn't I think they can think do it's it. Fascinating to me, though, that you've got an organization here in the Astros who seem to be playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. You've got right now teams. Finding every excuse in the world, Dane, not to open up the checkbooks, not to open up the pocketbooks and and give veterans any sort of money. Right. But yet here, yeah. the Astros have not done it. Not once. They've done it twice in three years. They've traded for pitchers in their mid 30s with massive contracts. The they brought them in to bring them over the top and. You know, listen, it's all about analytics and whip and XFIP, and that's what these front offices are coming. And yet here are the Astros going, yeah, I don't care. I want the best guy available right now. They've done it twice. The first time, obviously, it led to a to a World Series when they brought Verlander in there and put him over the top. Now, Granke, uh, they're playing right. a different game, it seems like, than everybody else. And maybe there's something
4: to that. Yeah, like Joe, you know, you made this um, analogy of uh, to the Golden State Warriors, right, Joe? Mm-hmm. And I, I can only guess that in this analogy, Zach Grinky is Kevin Durant, right? Like sure. the piece that makes it unfair, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, right? And yeah. so, if the wor- if the, if the Astros are the Warriors, right, then every other team, even good teams, right, are like, whoa. We can't do it. We got we to gotta trust the process. And then maybe these kids, right, the Garcias, you know, the, 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 the Fraziers, the Florials. maybe those are the Yankees being like, you know what? We don't fire the gun right now against the Golden State Warriors. We trust our process, even though that's crazy to say for a team that's playing 636 ball right now. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? In the same way, it might be crazy for a team like, oh, I don't know, the Boston Celtics or the Milwaukee Bucks or the Houston Rockets, who are great teams, still Mm -hmm. see a gap between them and the great Golden State Warriors and operate accordingly. Maybe that's the way Cash thinking about it it's not a um <laughs> it, it's not a uh like go for it gunslinger kind of mentality but maybe it's the prudent path
2: yes i agree and uh it's funny the Astros so general manager um uh jeff Lunow he says that well i guess they he couldn't believe that he was able to pull off uh, Granke, in fact. But I think they're a little excited in uh, in
4: Houston.
6: I can't believe we just added Zach Granke <laughs> to this rotation on this team. I mean, when it all came together, we just looked at each other in the room. said, are we really, is this really happening?
2: Now, that is a general manager that is going to be looked at in many circles as you want to talk about a gunslinger. That's exactly yeah. what we're talking about. This is a guy that says, wait a minute. We can get Granky, and we're only we're giving up prospects um, in a loaded farm system. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and do that. And the reason the Golden State Warrior comparison is viable, I think, from the standpoint of listen, Golden State, you're gonna lose finals games, right? We we see this. You could still have the best team and still and still lose because of randomness, but ultimately you gotta get there. And it's not like the Astros ran into a buzzsaw last year with the Red Sox, but the Astros are going to be in that American League pennant finale one way or the other. And they've kind of stacked the deck, but everybody else had a chance to do what they did, and they yeah. didn't. And you got take your, you got to tip your cap okay. to the Houston Astros and what they just pulled off. Here. Talk more Absolutely. about that coming up here. Make it rain, people. Let's make it rain. The Astros are.
7: I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible.
0: Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to Andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Andro400.com
4: Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for
1: All
2: right, we got ourselves an NFL preseason game here tonight. We'll dive into that coming up. plus uh, we'll talk a little a little strategy when it comes to betting on uh, preseason here, including some of the uh, some of the changes, some of the new faces, some of the styles that you guys should be aware of. Uh, there are some edges to be had in preseason football, which is why it is predominantly bet on by sharps. So there is, if the sharps are betting on it, there is a. it's not that it's just throw crap against the wall and see what sticks, guys. There's actually a method behind the madness. So Dane and I will talk about that coming up. Welcome in here to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Name of the show is Make It Rain, and that's exactly what we hope to do here as let's switch to, we, we talked about the American League now, Yankees, Red Sox didn't do anything. Yankees sit idle, yeah. and the Astros win the day. But I think it got a hell of a lot more interesting in the National League than it was 48 hours ago as well, Dane, from the standpoint mm-hmm. of let's start with a team that absolutely had a need, address that need, and they, without giving up a whole hell of a lot, and are now better off for it. And I'll start with the Braves first. They went out and got themselves. We knew the back end of that bullpen was an issue for the Braves, right? They got some quality starting pitching. The issue was who's going to stay. You don't have to look any further than yesterday's game. They lost a 4-2 lead going into the ninth, and then they had to come back in again because they have the bats. They won it in the top of the tenth with a run. But Shane Green comes over now from Detroit, and the guy is—he was one of the best parts of that team, and there weren't a whole hell of a lot of good parts. And both of them actually just got traded. Uh, but Shane Green comes over; they badly needed a Shane Green in this bullpen. But they also went out and got Chris Martin and Mark Melancon from the uh, from the Giants. Uh, let us not forget, a couple of years ago, this guy was a fifty. This guy was a fifty-game saver here. He was lights out. He blew his yep. arm out. But over the last couple of years, he's actually come back and he's been pretty damn good. Uh, they had Will Smith, the Giants. They didn't trade him. But Mark Melancon now goes to the Braves. Lansing. So they add three arms into a bullpen that desperately needed three quality arms. And listen, they're not Chapman. But at the same time, yeah. they are guys that are going to be able to help the Braves with that lineup. They are going to be able to help those starting pitchers win a few more games. I love what the Braves did yesterday.
4: Yeah, you know, Joe, that makes sense. You know, they had a need. They addressed the need. They didn't yes. do it with superstar buzz names, right? It's, yeah. not, like they, it's not like they got the, uh, you know, Iglesias or Felipe Vasquez or any of the other closers mm-hmm. that may have been on the market. But they did it in an under-the-radar smart way. And trust me, I know because I've had shares of Luke Jackson on my fantasy team yes, all year long, okay? Mm-hmm. And he's one of these guys in the bullpen that's been getting blown up. You know, Sean Newcomb is another one. You know, they yep. went they were the team that went out and got Dallas Keuchel. Right. So, yeah, I see that, Joe. The Atlanta Braves are a team that, you know, um, uh, made their fan base happy. Right. Their fan mm-hmm. base was like, hey, we need this. And and now they wake up the next morning and they have right. three more options in their bullpen. Joe, Shane Green, Mark Melanson, Chris Martin you know, they have augmented their weakness. Um. So, yep. yes, I buy that. I still, Dojo, Joe, when we play this three-versus-three game, which okay. I think is the critical game in the playoffs, I don't think the Braves stack up to the Dodgers or the Nationals in the NL uh, when it comes to your top three starters. It's, it's
2: interesting because here we are in this, and I thought this was going to be a pretty big series uh, for the Braves and the Nationals, which will conclude today, another uh, afternoon mm-hmm. game. But so far, the Braves have proved to be um, they've to be a better team. Um, and right now, the bats, the lineups and Washington has been playing great. We know this. But the Braves are a gritty, tough team with quality starting pitching. They play some quality defense. And now all of a sudden they've added to the bullpen. It makes it interesting. And it also makes it interesting. Listen, the Giants, you and I talked about it here leading up to yesterday with what would the Giants going to do? Uh, and I know you probably still feel the same that they blew an opportunity here that they could have they could have gotten big with Will Smith and Baumgartner, right. but they've gone 19 and six since June 29th. and they held on to Bumgardner and they held on to their closer. Uh, they also now become, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, with that win last night with that win against yeah. the uh, the Phillies, They become the first team in Major League Baseball history to enter July 10 or more games under 500 and leave July with a winning record. That is the first time in Major League Baseball history. So you had to figure last night, right? The Giants. They don't know. The locker room doesn't know. Bumgartner's there. Will Smith's gone. They end up getting rid of Pomerantz and Melton. They, you know, they get a Dyson. couple of guys, but they also get Scooter Gennett from the Reds. Another yeah. bat, another guy in the in the infield. They actually did a little buying, and they kept their core pieces. So if I'm in that locker room with this team, right, you're going, this organization's in. we're in it to win it, this guy's. And it's not like they weren't a wild-card team before that went on to win a, a World Series when all the chips were against them. So I don't I don't fault the Giants for looking at this situation and going, yes, you could have dismantled it, but they made it a hell of a lot harder for the new club president there, uh, Zaidi, made it very difficult for him to make that move. Instead, what he's done now is he's completely... Uh, that fan base of the Giants, this guy can do no wrong. No matter what this guy does, for the next five years, this fan base will remember this moment that they kept Baumgartner, they sent Bochi off doing it the right way. And listen, they're winning games. That's the bottom line. They're winning very hard to fault a team for going for it when they're within reach, given the circumstances around them.
4: Yes, uh, Joe. And what you're talking about is really, you know, there's two ways to look at it. Right. Mm-hmm. There's the first part. There's like the fan part of it, the emotional part of it. Yeah, we're going for it. Right. And yeah, the GM did the right thing there. Right. Given their team and their fan base hope and all that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Bochi and Mad Bum get to go out. Fighting, you know, whatever that is. And yes, Joe, they're only two games back of the wild card. So I can understand that. We talked about this, right? Um, The other way of looking at it, though, Joe, is that when we look, like, it is now August 1st, right? Right. On October 1st, it will have either have been a good decision or a bad decision. And if on October 1st, the Giants are not in the playoffs… Then all the fan, emotional heartstrings, nice little stuff, Rolex watch for Bruce Bochy doesn't effing matter. If they're not in the playoffs on October 1st, it was a bad decision, right? Because then they didn't pay it off, let them, them going for it. But I get the feeling part of it. Yay, but ultimately, on October 1st and even on November 1st, when, like, the Astros and the Dodgers are playing in the World Series, right, that's, that's the only thing that will decide if it was truly a good business decision or not. A good emotional fan base decision? Check. It Was it a good business decision? Come check back with me when the playoffs start in the National League. If the Giants are involved, okay, I'll I'll, I'll sacrifice it. I'll admit I was wrong. If the Giants are not there, then no, it was a bad decision. Well, from a
2: dollar and cents, the a dollar and cents perspective, you are never, ever going to go wrong because the fans, while it may feel good, the fans are the ones that buy the tickets, put asses in seats, support it, watch it on TV, not alienating. If they had gone six and 19, we'd be having a totally different conversation. But Going nineteen and six since the beginning of July, and being the only team to ever come back ten plus games under five hundred to be over five hundred, and and fought their way into this, put them in a just a spot that's impossible. So yes, if they don't right. make the playoffs this year, uh, it's I don't know because they were never really expecting to beat her. I don't know how much of a letdown it's going to be. I think they won and endeared the fans who are going to spend the money over the next couple of years supporting this team, no matter what happens. But at the same time, it is baseball. Form matters. Uh, Momentum matters. And right now, can I tell you, Samarja and Baumgartner at the top of a rotation? Yeah, I'd put that up against Kershaw and Bueller any day right now. You got to be kidding me with the way these two. Again, he was lights out Samarja, not getting a lot of credit, but over the last month and a half, you'd be harder pressed to find a guy that has been in better form than what Samarja has done. And oh, yeah, by the way, they win every one of his damn starts. Him and Bumgartner, it's like, okay, we. We win, and that's kind of what the formula has been. That's a pretty good number one and number two to have going into any series
4: with Baumgarten and Samarja as your number two. Yeah. Uh, we shall see. Right, Joe? And, you, you know, uh, you know, but all I'll say is, you know what else will put butts in the seats? The Giants winning, you know, and having an exciting young team with some prospects they might have got, you know, also next year. Next year in May, when the Giants don't have Bumgarner or Bochi or all this good stuff, and they're right back to the bottom of the NLS. West. That maybe those butts won't be in seats. But if they had excitement and optimism and hope, like some of these other teams we've talked about that have followed this model, whether it's the Cubs or the Astros or, you know. then there'd be enthusiasm and excitement and, and, and the fan would support a winning or ascending team. Also, I hear it. And you're right. That winning streak really made it tough for the giants front office to kind of declare. I, I completely get that. It's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see if it works out for them. And I think that, you know, had a they little are, bet, I something. believe you and I, we had I a little gentleman. So that's triggered. That's triggered, right? They didn't w- sell the trigger on a, uh, on a bet right. here
2: for the, for, for the Giants.
4: They are now, two games back.
2: They are two, two games, games back, back,
4: Joe, of the yeah. wild card spot.
2: Two games back. So uh we'll pull up the numbers here. We'll head over to our friends over at FanDuel. We'll pull those numbers up and then coming what up after got? the Let's uh see. the top of the hour we'll uh to what we make will the playoffs or to
4: win the World Series? Like what of, is success? The board? Here?
2: Uh, across All the right. board. I mean, you know, let them go ahead. not only make the playoffs, make it, we'll figure right. out what the, the pennant numbers are, the whole nine. We'll go in there, and why Ooh. not? Uh, why not for Oof. the San Francisco Giants? But by that same logic, can we also agree that I'm never going to bash a team for trying to win now, especially when we're in distance, but maybe the biggest winner yesterday, Syndergaard doesn't get traded. Right. One of the best responses I've ever seen, by the way, on social media. We'll we'll play that for you coming up, too. His post was priceless there. But they kept Wheeler. They kept Diaz. You know, right. as of uh, yesterday, they were, what, five games back. And while, listen, they may not make a run this year, I got to tell you what the, the Mets have done now that the smoke is kind of clearing. By keeping all of these guys, can can we be realistic with this Mets these young bats plus these arms, this rotation next year. Um, yeah. I like I like the direction for as much crap as we have given this team. Can I tell you, I love the direction they're heading.
4: If uh, at the beginning of April next year, the Mets rotation is Jacob DeGrom, Noah Syndergaard, Marcus Stroman, Zach Wheeler. Like, wow. <laughs> I'll make futures bets on them. <laughs> Right, <laughs> you know. Right? <laughs> but I don't know if that's the case. We'll see what happens in the offseason I believe at least one of them is a free agent. I think. I think it's Wheeler. Um, Wheeler, but yes. we'll see. If but even keep still, that together.
7: Yeah.
4: Wow. I'll, I'll, crazy stuff. I'll think
2: that's good. Yes. I'm. I'm with you. All of a sudden, Brody, maybe uh, executive of the year. No, let's not get crazy. Hour number two, <laughs> making right <rain> mess.
0: <laughs> Message and data rates may apply.
7: Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt.
6: higher. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits.
4: Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only eligibility
1: restrictions apply see website for details
2: All right. Good morning. Welcome in here on this Thursday, August the 1st. Uh, Exciting time. Uh, Just getting ramped up here as we've got Major League Baseball here today. We've got NFL football for the first time preseason game. Uh, And we're looking at the numbers right now, Dane. It looks like uh, we've had a little bit of movement. Uh, We know that Mm -hmm. this opened up originally as as the Falcons, a one and a half point favorite. But boy, oh boy, did that change quickly. Now, uh, I know it was as high as uh, the Broncos being a three-point favorite yesterday, but but now we've got some movement uh, in, in both the totals and the side, don't we?
4: Yes, the line has gone back down to where it was a couple days ago. The Broncos tonight are two-and-a-half-point favorites, so it drops Ooh. down below that key number of three. And the total, Joe, has inched up a bit to 34 and a half i still think it's going to be base defenses and vanilla um so i like the under at 34 i like it better at 34 and mm-hmm. a half because joe correct me if i'm wrong if this game is 17 17 after four quarters they don't play overtime in the preseason nope. right
2: no that's pretty much it man that's what you've uh that's what you've got so they don't uh, risk any more injury than they uh then they right. have to Uh, and it's, it's an interesting game. Now, the good news is, and one of the things that we had talked to you guys about during the week was when approaching how to bet preseason games and maybe the underlying, the number one thing is you got to do your homework. This isn't a thing where you could wake up, uh, you know, 10 minutes before kickoff and be like, Oh, I've got a side. There's actually edges to be had here. And the good news is You know, Vic Fangio has been nice enough to explain to us exactly what his game plan is tonight and who's going to be playing because let's be reasonable here, guys. Uh, It's all about quarterbacks, isn't it? Uh, Which quarterbacks have which teams have the veteran quarterbacks, right? Which ones have the veteran guys having a veteran quarterback? Uh, in a preseason game to be able to not be enamored by the big lights and the they're not first-timers. Sure. What that means is they're going to get the ball out. They understand that the coaches, they need to see guys be put in positions to be able to play, so they're going to complete passes. They're going to do all of those things necessary in order to be able to uh, figure out what it is that you have on the team. And it appears that uh, I do believe Kevin Hogan is starting at quarterback, followed by right. Drew Locke, followed by an undrafted rookie, Brett Ripon, which I believe, is that not uh Is,
3: is that his dad?
2: Yeah, I, I believe so. Ripon, right? Baby. Isn't it? I believe it's uh, of the family tree there, if I'm not mistaken. No, that's so, possible. All right. Fangio also gave us what the starters will be doing here. So we've got some information for you. We'll lay it out. And then we'll come up with the best way to make it rain for you tonight in this game. We'll do it. Hour number two. Let's make it rain. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network.